All right. Proverbs 20, verse 19. A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. As an introvert, I love this verse. I think this, this is, should be every introvert's mantra. Right here, Proverbs twenty nineteen. So avoid anyone who talks too much. It's great wisdom. <laughs> you guys are dead today. What's going on? I know school started. So is that what it is? School started, you feel exhausted because your kids had to go to school. You actually had to get up early to get them ready. Okay, well, I guess we're staying dead today. It's a tough crowd. Well, who was here last week? I was not, so I don't know why I'm raising my hand. I was in Wyoming. But man, Kim, thank you so much. Thank you. That was amazing. And we learned a new definition of maintain. So thank you, Bert. I should be thanking you. You are the man. But thank you so much, Kim. That was awesome. Uh, But it is good to be home. Me and Dad were in Wyoming last week at the annual conference we do there. And we had an amazing time. It just God always surprises me how much he loves just to show up. And it doesn't matter where it's at, he loves to show up. Because the barge, Wyoming, is out in the middle of nowhere. But he shows up. And hungry people showed up. And we had a great time. So thank you for letting us be gone. Thank you for the team and everybody that was here and advanced the kingdom. But it's good to be home. All right. Well, I have like a 10-point message today. But for your sake, you're glad my 10 points is actually going to be spread over probably three or four weeks. So, so don't worry. I know it's almost lunchtime. Now I just get to figure out what I'm going to do. No, actually, I figured this was probably going to happen. So I have it actually planned out to where... I think I'm going to stop talking, so. Can we just put our hands on our hearts? God's doing a lot, of, lot this morning. But it's one of those mornings where you actually have to tap in to the Holy Spirit and let him do what he wants to do. So Holy Spirit, we just give you our hearts this morning. That you do in them what you want to do. That you do this way better than we can. And you can speak to exactly what you want. What you want to change. What you want to heal in us. So we just invite you into our hearts this morning. Amen. Alright, so we've been talking about legacy, right? Yes? Great, and we, I've been talking about there's three legacies that we have in our life. The first one is what, the legacy that we're born into, the legacy we build, and then the legacy we live behind. And so the last two times I spoke, I to- spoke on the legacy that you're born into, that you're born with. And we talked about how do you deal with the, le- the bad legacies, the negative legacies that were given to us, the families that we were born into, that we actually, they weren't, we didn't create them. 
but we do have a responsibility to deal with them. Unfortunately, that's just how life works, right? Because none of you chose what family you were born into, so you didn't choose that legacy, but you do get to choose what you get to do with it. We talked about how to deal with that in a healthy way and actually get it out of our lives and out of our legacy as we build our own legacies that it's not a part of our foundation. So we talked about that three weeks ago. And then we talked about how to activate the positive legacies that are in our family lines. Right? You guys remember this? Yes. Yes, because you have been practicing it for two weeks now. Right? But there's actually legacies that are swirling around us. And the Bible says it's up to a thousand generations of legacies that we can pull on and activate in our lives. And it's just waiting for us to speak to it and live it out. And so we talked about how do you do that, how to go after it, and that it actually can be active and living in your life. And it becomes part of your foundation of legacy. So today I want to start talking about how to build your legacy. Dad started talking about this uh, about a month ago on the building blocks of your legacy and what some of those building blocks can be. So this morning, I just want to start with just starting a foundation for that of the building blocks that we can have as a part of our legacy. Now, there is a thousands upon thousands of really good legacy building blocks. So how do you choose which ones? Right? Like, there's a lot of legacies you can leave behind, but how do you choose which one to do? Well, so I'm going to get started here. I'm going to take some out of Scripture that are easy to identify that should be our blocks, but not necessarily easy to implement them in our lives. Right? That's the hard part. How many you know patience should probably be a part of your legacy? How many of you actually want patience to be, be a part of your life? I wouldn't raise your hand. Because then you get put in situations where patience has to become lived out. I don't like living out patience. At all. I, you know, this last week I was in an airport. Airports, I believe, are from the devil. <laughs> I love getting in a plane and getting, you know, halfway across the United States in a, two hours. I love that part. But waiting in lines and in airports, and especially, see, I, I, got a, I have global entry, which means I have a special through security. It's called TSA approved, and it's awesome. But there's nothing more frustrating when you get in the TSA line and the person in front of you does everything they're not supposed to do to get through the line quickly. See, TSA approved means you fly all the time and you understand what it is. No, you can't take a full jug of water with you through security. But yet this lady in front of me thought, I'm going to be different. And I'm going to take this full jug of water through security. And of course, they're like, ma'am, you can't take that. But then it backs up the line. So instead of just pouring out the water, she tries to chug it all. (laughs) Yes. 
as I'm standing there wanting to destroy her. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And then, to not make matters worse, finally she finishes it. She goes to get through to be scanned. And she starts taking off her shoes, her belt, which some of you are like, yeah, that's normal. You have to do that. Not in the TSA. Not in the special line. The special line, you don't have to take your shoes off. You can put your electronics in your bag. You don't have to take them off. But she is taking, and by this time, I'm about to lose my ever-loving mind. But I didn't. I maintained. I maintained. But can I tell you that wasn't patience. That wasn't actually being patient. Yeah, I didn't want to be arrested. I actually wanted to be able to get onto the plane. But that's not actually patience. So patience is something you have to work through. But to me, patience is valuing the time it takes for something to be accomplished. It's not just about waiting. Because you can be waiting and be very impatient. I won't tell my father because he's not here today. But it's fun to watch him at airports and lines. He waits, but he doesn't wait very patiently. But we love him. But patience isn't just about, I don't even know why I get on patience. It's not even in my notes. But I think you get the point that legacy building blocks aren't necessarily easy to do. But they are things that we have to go out and actually actively do in our life. So we are going to talk about this one this morning. This is Galatians 5.13. This is Paul talking to everybody. It says, Galatians 5.13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Really simple this morning. You're called to be free. I know there's more up there that you're reading right now, because I can see your eyes. And I was going to get to the more today. But today we're going to just stop right here. He said, my brothers and sisters, we were called to be free. See, building a godly legacy starts with being free. See, Jesus stood in the synagogue and quoted this from Isaiah. He said, I have come to proclaim freedom and to set the captives free. See, when Jesus was in the synagogue, and he was announcing to everybody why he was here. He talked about freedom and being free. And Paul is saying here, hey, this is where we're supposed to be started from. This is supposed to be a building block of your legacy, is that you're free. Because if you're not free, you're going to make some really poor choices. But in freedom, you can make the right choices. And Jesus goes on to say this when he's talking about his disciples being free. 
This is John 8, 31 in the Amplified. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings, and live accordance with them, you will truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, freedom causes you to make choices. And Jesus is saying, the truth will set you free, and the truth is to follow my teachings. Hold fast to my teachings. Abide by my word and live in accordance to them. See, freedom causes you to do something. And in our legacies that we're building that we want to hand off to the next generation, freedom has to be one of those building blocks. Or else we're going to build legacies that, are, that will bind them, that will keep them slave to something. But in freedom, they have freedom to explore what God has for them. Because that's what he's calling us to do. And Paul is saying, we must be free. Because there's nothing like living free. In Jesus, we can have our freedom. It doesn't come any other way. People have tried for thousands of years. To try to come up with a different plan to live free. And at the end of the day, it will always come up short. But in Jesus, there's freedom. He said, I came to set the captives free. And everybody has access to that freedom. But it does require to follow him and what he does. <clears throat> it comes through being his disciple. And he defined it this way. If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings, and live in accordance with them, <clears throat> you are truly my disciples. So one of the key building blocks to your legacy needs to be freedom. Because it unlocks all the other ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because if you don't have freedom, you're always going to have a hook in you. So when you go to love someone, but if you're not free, eventually you're going to have a hook to your love. You're going to have a hook to your patience. Your patience until you run out of it, and then there you, there you go. Now you're getting the hook. Or kindness. Or long-suffering. If you're not free, you'll eventually have a hook in it. And you won't be able to fully be free to love somebody. Or fully be free to be kind to them. Because your kindness will be based on how they treat you. Which our kindness is not supposed to be based on how they treat you. Because it's supposed to be free. So freedom has to be part of our legacy. That you are building in your life. And that you're going to pass on to the next generation. I'm so thankful that, that I can see things in my kids that they're way more freer in doing than I ever was. My, my 11-year-old, Nolan, 
does things that there's no way I would have ever done in my life because I was too afraid to. I wasn't free enough in who I, who I am. I was too self-conscious. But he, he don't face him at all. He'll be out on the baseball field dancing between innings. He pays attention to the game, but he's out dancing because he wants to entertain himself, and he doesn't care if anybody sees him. Actually, he probably likes it if people see him. To me, I was the complete opposite. Like, don't look at me. I'm not here. But I can see in my own kids the freedom that they have. Because at some point, I did choose, no, I'm going to get free of this self-conscious, afraid-to-fail thing that lives in me. And because I chose to live free in that, my kids aren't having to fight that because no one is willing to do anything. He is, he's the love of my life. He stretches, he continues to help me operate in that to be free. He tells me to maintain, yes. He's my kid that says, dad, come on, just maintain. You're all right. You're going to be okay, dad. He'll, he'll tell on his mom. He'll go, Desiree, Desiree. Whenever she's getting a little worked up about something, she's like, he's like, Desiree, Desiree, calm down. Calm down, Desiree. Because he lives free. And it's awesome. I try not to laugh too loud. Because I don't want to feel the love for my wife to encourage him to keep moving in that. But freedom is an amazing thing to live in, and he's called us to be free. If I can have the band come up, we're going to go after this this morning. Um, do the second song. You guys did. I can never remember the names of the songs. So number, that's great, sure. That could be the name of it. I don't know. But I felt this morning during worship that God really wants to set some people free. That in the room, there's freedom in the room. And he's calling us to step into a new phase of freedom. That some of you have come in that you're dealing with the same issue over and over and over again. And you're just sick and tired of dealing with the same issue. The same bondage. And he's saying today, today can be your day. Today can be your day to be set free. That he's here. The only one that can actually set you free is here. But we have to be willing to walk in that freedom. We have to be willing to respond and come into an encounter with him. But he's here this morning for you. He's here to bring freedom in you. So if you'll stand with me, if everyone can stand. And if I can have the ministry team, go ahead, come on down. But this morning, you're like, Ryan, I, I want freedom to be a part of my legacy that I build. And there's some areas I need freedom in.
I'm going to invite you to come down here in just a minute. Because it takes an act of obedience to get freedom. See, Jesus said the truth will set you free. But he said the truth is that you actually have to follow what I say. You actually have to do what I've commanded to do. You actually have to follow my teachings for the truth to set you free. And this morning he wants to unravel those chains. He wants to break you free from that stuff. So if that's you this morning, I invite you to come down. There's no shame. We're, we all have stuff in our lives that we're not walking in free, com, f- complete freedom in. So right now, I just invite you down. We have people down here that are ready to pray with you, to pray freedom in your life. So just come on down right now. We're going to worship. We're going to go into this worship. So as we worship, if you want some freedom, come on down. Place for 
Trust him. You can trust him. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus, we can trust you. Yeah, Jesus, we trust you. You can trust him. He's a good father. See, living in freedom requires you to trust him. That what he says will actually lead you to freedom. But it requires trust. And he's a good father. And he has a place for you. He's created a place just for you. So Jesus, we thank you that you love us so much that you have offered us freedom, that you gave yourself for us so we can have freedom, so that we don't have to be slave to the things of this world, but that we can actually be completely free in you. So we give you our lives. We give you our choices. We give you our lifestyles. We give you our finances. We give you our children. We give you everything so that we can live in freedom. Because you truly won't have freedom if you're holding on to something that's supposed to be His. So, Jesus, we give you everything this morning. Because you are worthy. You are holy. You are good. And you are freedom. So if you want freedom to be a part of your legacy, I want you to, before you go to today, have a conversation with the Holy Spirit and ask Him, where am I not living in freedom? This isn't, hey, let's, a prayer of making myself feel bad. It's not what this is about. It's not, oh, pray long enough so I feel bad about myself and where I'm at. No, 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 no. It's about saying, Holy Spirit, is there anywhere that I need to have freedom? And then He gets to highlight it. He'll search it out. He'll be like, hey, actually you're doing really good right now. Or he'll be like, hey, this area right here, you can get some freedom in that area. Let's, let's go on this adventure to, together. So that's your assignment this week. Ask the Holy Spirit, where do I need some freedom? And then how do I live it out? Because you actually have to do something about it to live out the freedom. So let me pray a blessing over you before we go this morning. Holy Spirit, right now we ask, we open up our hearts 
and our ears to hear you this week. We ask that you illuminate our hearts and the areas of our life that we need to walk in greater freedom. So we give you permission today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we also have, if you need healing this morning, come get prayed for. The healer is in the room. We got, I'm going to list these off real quick because our ministry team is faithful in giving some words of knowledge. So I'm going to rattle them off and then you just come respond. We got right ear, left hand, wrist injured in a fall, hernia, anxiety in, in the night, ring finger pain where a ring would normally be worn. Dude, this one's good, if, especially if you love food. Not able to taste. If you're not able to taste, come. Let the healer invade. Discourage, uh, sore throat. Issue with the right side of the brain. Bridge of the nose is injured. And this is a good one with school. Sorry, you're a new homeschooler and you're struggling. You need some encouragement this morning. If that's you, come down, or if you have something else, come. We'd love to pray with you. Have a great week and walk in freedom. Hey!